You're listening to the RBN Energy Blogcast. This is an audio version of RBN's Daily Energy Blog, which is a fun and informative daily commentary on oil, gas, NGL, and renewable markets. Each morning, we cover commodity fundamentals and industry changes to keep you informed of developing trends across the energy landscape. Thursday, December 29th, 2022. I want security, yeah. The top 10 RBN blogs of 2022, all about energy security, published by Rusty Brazil. Well, you might say energy markets got smacked upside the head in 2022. After a decade of energy abundance, a meltdown in demand in 2020, and what looked like a budding recovery in 2021, energy security had devolved into a backburner issue. After all, why worry about existing fuel sources when they would soon be replaced by waves of renewable and sustainable fuels? Then, literally overnight, the world changed on February 24th, when Russia invaded Ukraine. Prior assumptions about energy security were out the window. Suddenly, the availability, source of production and, of course, the price of traditional energy were front and center. In fact, those priorities swiftly overshadowed energy transition goals. We could see that shift in focus every day at RBN by monitoring the website hit rate of our blogs to see which ones garnered the most interest. This year, all of the top blogs were in some way tied to energy security. So today we dive into our top 10 blogs based on the number of rbnenergy.com website hits to see how energy security has permeated all aspects of energy markets. One of the benefits of doing a daily blog covering a single topic and blasting it to 37,000 people is that we can discern big market trends by simply tracking how many people read the blog each day. Every year for over a decade we have looked back over the previous year to see which topics rank at the top of the hit parade and have done an end-of-year blog titled Top 10 to distill common themes that we learn from what amounts to crowdsourced market intelligence. This year the common theme was easy to spot, energy security. But the theme comes in a variety of flavors, depending on the market sectors involved. That's what today's blog can help illuminate. Just like any year-end Top 10 list, we'll start with number 10 and work our way up to number 1. Number 10. June 26, 2022. Refined fuels. Already gone. U.S. refinery shutdowns a major contributor to refined product squeeze and high prices. In June 2022, the average price of U.S. regular gasoline had soared to more than $5 per gal, and the blame game was in full blitz mode. It was not just the Ukrainian invasion, loss of supply, and sanctions preventing supply from keeping up with demand. It was also the loss of significant U.S. refining capacity, which was limiting the ability of refiners to respond to strong, post-pandemic demand recovery. In this blog we examined the refineries that were totally shuttered, along with those that reduced capacity and the ones converting to renewable fuels, especially renewable diesel. Number 9. August 21, 2022. Natural gas. Blurred lines. As the U.S. races toward 30 BCF per day of LNG exports, what could it mean for upstream markets? After the pandemic LNG meltdown of 2020, when 150-plus cargos out of the U.S. were canceled due to a price collapse, the momentum behind developing any new LNG terminals evaporated, projects were shelved left and right, and the incoming Biden administration's attitude toward fossil fuels made the prospects for new LNG terminals look dubious, at best. That sentiment started to shift in early 2022, but then did a complete backflip after the Ukraine invasion. President Biden did a 180 and promised Europe more U.S. LNG, Buyers woke up and started to sign up for contract purchases and offtake agreements. Five more terminal projects moved toward final investment decisions, or FIDs, two of which have happened with a third expected to reach that milestone in early 2023. 
In this blog we talked about what the reversal has meant to LNG projects, which projects will probably advance, and pondered where the domestic gas supplies to support expanded LNG exports might come from. Number 8. July 24, 2022. NGLs. People get ready. Will the propane market be prepared for winter? The supply security issue now binds domestic and global markets much more tightly than ever before. And in no market is that more true than propane. That's because two-thirds of U.S. propane production is exported, with the rest meeting all domestic residential, commercial, industrial and chemical demand. Consequently, much of the U.S. propane market is more dependent on global demand than it is determined by what happens in the U.S. with exports running strong in early 2022, there was some concern that supplies might not be adequate for winter 2022-23, and this blog laid out the supply-demand outlook. It turned out that U.S. production came on strong, marketers built inventories in the right places, and we entered the winter season in good shape. But again the supply security issue was a key determinant of how the market responded and why the market was well prepared for the onslaught of winter weather. Number 7. March 31, 2022. Crude oil. I want to break free. The real-life impacts of the planned crude oil releases from the SPR. One of the most significant government actions following Russia's invasion of Ukraine was the Biden administration's late March decision to release 180 million barrels of crude oil from the Strategic Petroleum Reserve, or SPR, over a six-month period, in addition to several other smaller releases during 2022. The release posed some key policy and logistical questions. Should the SPR be used as a tool to hold down the price of refined fuels cynically, in the months leading up to an important midterm election, or is it intended to be held as an insurance policy against the possibility of a major disruption in crude markets? When will the drawdown be replaced, and how might that incremental demand affect the market? How will Gulf Coast crude oil logistics handle the inflow of so much oil? In hindsight, the withdrawal worked relatively smoothly and contributed to the decline in crude and gasoline prices over the six-month withdrawal period. But questions about the pace and strategy around refilling the SPR remain major energy security questions for 2023 and beyond. Number 6. February 28, 2022. Renewables. Tell it like it is. Unseen costs of the energy transition, minerals, metals, and construction materials. This blog was the first in a four-part series penned by our good friend Mark Mills, senior fellow at the Manhattan Institute, a faculty fellow in the McCormick School of Engineering at Northwestern University, and the undisputed expert on the energy transition's need for vast quantities of certain metals, construction materials and other stuff to replace the hydrocarbon-based energy network that runs the world today. Bottom line? The needs will be overwhelming, making it much more clear just how many decades it will take for energy markets to make material shifts to low and no-carbon sources, and that fossil fuels will continue to play a vital, indispensable role in energy markets for a very long time. Number 5. March 6, 2022. Crude oil. We're not going to take it. What do U.S. refineries import from Russia? And what if they stop? In the weeks just after Russia's invasion of Ukraine, there were big questions about what the U.S., Europe and other parts of the world would do about existing commercial arrangements with Russia for crude oil and petroleum product purchases. In this blog, Amy Kult, then manager of analytical services with Baker and O'Brien Incorporated, dissected the hydrocarbons that the U.S. historically purchased from Russia over the years, and what it would mean for U.S. refineries if those imports were to be terminated. The conclusion was that several options exist to make up for the elimination of Russian imports. The only downside was that replacement feedstocks might not be quite as profitable for refiners as the Russian crude oil and intermediate streams were in 2021. 
So for the U.S., saying yet to Russian hydrocarbons would not be an issue for U.S. energy security. And, of course, that outlook turned out to be accurate. Number 4. February 27, 2022. Natural gas. You still believe in me? An update on LNG export projects along Canada's west coast. A few days after the Ukraine invasion, we kicked off a blog series looking at potential Canadian LNG export projects. Dutch TTF natural gas prices had already skyrocketed to more than $40 per million BTU in late 2021, and with the invasion and threat to European gas supplies, it was clear that supply security of LNG had become a top priority. In this blog we reviewed the status of several projects, including LNG Canada, wood fiber LNG and others. As European gas moved into crisis mode, we followed this blog with two more covering projects on Canada's east coast, including St. John LNG, Goldboro LNG and others. Number 3. March 13, 2022. Crude oil. Top drop. Cushing's running low on crude oil. How much is left in the tanks? This was part two of a two-part series where we considered the impact of stratospheric crude oil prices. They had just soared to $124 per barrel the week before, on inventories held at the Cushing, Oklahoma, crude oil hub. Tanks were emptying, with utilization down to only 26% of working capacity. With Cushing stocks low and SPR inventories about to be pulled down hard, it was clearly an energy security concern. We explained that the concerns were overblown. Even with demand running ahead of supply, Cushing will not run out of crude, just like it will never be truly full. As Cushing inventory levels approach those extremes, inflows and outflows would first slow and price spreads would incentivize crude to either move in from other markets, if stocks get too low, or move out, if stocks get too high. Of course, that is exactly what happened. Inventories are still on the low side, but the WTI crude oil price has declined from the $1.20s to the mid-$1.70s slash barrels. The takeaway is this, the flow of crude through Cushing is a dynamic process that will continue as long as some refinery that takes crude from Cushing is running, somewhere. As once said by a wise Cushing storage operator, Cushing is just a wide spot in the road. Number 2. February 6, 2022. Crude oil. Higher power. Alberta's oil sands production setting up for another record year in 2022. By early February demand recovery and lagging crude production had already boosted WTI crude oil prices into the $90 per barrel, and Western Canadian Select, or WCS, the classic blend of Canadian oil sands bitumen and diluent, was not far behind, up to $78 per barrel, over 65% higher than the prior February. At that point, it looked as if Canadian production growth over the next year could be over 180,000 barrels per day, with much of that volume exported to the U.S., providing a major benefit to U.S. energy security, but it was not to be. Our assessment for oil sands production growth in 2022 was way too optimistic, with the actual gain being more like 60,000 barrels per day. A deeper-than-expected turnaround maintenance season in the spring, as well as some operational issues at two bitumen mining sites, served to keep production growth very much in check. But Canada gets another shot those higher volumes 2023. Number 1. May 6, 2022. Refined Fuels. Cracking up. What's driving U.S. refiner sky-high crack spreads? Through most of 2022, the top energy security issue for the general public was petroleum products, especially sky-high prices for gasoline and diesel, and the obvious implications for refinery margins. It was a political hot potato that is still being tossed around, even after gasoline prices, and to a lesser extent diesel prices, have come down to earth. In this two-part series we looked at the astronomical levels for refinery crack spreads, 
the difference between petroleum product prices and crude oil costs. The factors that were driving those cracks so high, and the prospects for market mechanisms to rebalance supply and demand. To the surprise of many, not us, the market worked. High prices put a damper on demand. Supplies increased. Prices declined, and the crack spreads came back to a level though still above recent history, more typical of a tightly balanced refined product market. The moral to this story is that when faced with energy security issues, one of the most powerful tools in the kit is the market itself. Many market challenges can be resolved by letting price drive changes in supply and demand that move markets back towards some approximation of an equilibrium. Top 10 are front-loaded. We need to mention a caveat to RBN's top 10 blog list. Hits for individual blogs accumulate throughout the year, so that means that blogs posted early in the year generally have more hits than those posted toward the end. That's why you see several of the blogs with posting dates in the first few months of 2022. Common theme. Rarely over the years has such a clear common theme emerged from our top 10 blog tabulation. In one way or another, all RBN blogs that percolated to the top 10 in 2022 had something to do with the availability and reliability of energy supply. The energy security issue will remain center stage as we enter 2023 and the world struggles with the need to maintain affordable energy today while at the same time moving toward greener, renewable, sustainable fuels in the future. It is now clear to most everybody that we cannot reduce our reliance on fossil fuels before there are reliable, affordable alternatives available to meet the needs of an energy-hungry world. Wishful thinking won't work. Perhaps that is the true common theme we've seen emerge in 2022. But that is history. It's time to look forward, one more time into the crystal ball. On Monday in the first part of the top 10 energy prognostications for 2023 year of the rabbit, we look back at how we did with our predictions for 2022. Then, in Part 2 on Tuesday, January 3rd, we'll offer our predictions for the year ahead. Will 2023 energy markets be more like the mischievous Peter Rabbit, the Wacky Bugs Bunny, or the hyperkinetic Roger Rabbit? Stay tuned. Happy New Year! We hope our 2022 blogs have been useful to you. We are always open to suggestions so if you have ideas for topics we should cover, please fire them off to info at rbnenergy.com. Hope you are having a happy, safe and healthy New Year's holiday. Security was written by Otis Redding and appears as the fourth song on side two of Redding's debut studio album, Pain in My Heart. Released as the fourth single from the album in April 1964, the song went to number 97 on the Billboard Hot 100 singles chart. It's no secret that Janis Joplin was a big fan of Otis Redding's phrasing, which involves an interesting side note to security. And the chorus Redding sings, I want security, yeah. Without it I had a great loss, oh now. Security, yeah. And I want it at any cost, oh now. At the beginning of the first verse, Redding sings, Don't want no money now, after which he sings Now Me three times before the next line. Listen to how Janis Joplin inserts those same three now me's into her version of the Jerry Ragavoy Bob Burns pen song Piece of My Heart before she sings Hear Me When I Cry. The roots run deep. The great late blues singer Etta James did a version of Security, which is getting play as a part of a current television ad for Google Internet Security. James used the Reading Triple Play Now Me's 2. Pain in My Heart was recorded in 1962-63 at Stack Studio in Memphis, with Jim Stewart producing. Released in March 1964, it went to number 103 on the Billboard 200 Albums chart. Four singles were released from the LP. Otis Redding was an American soul singer and songwriter. He is considered by many to be the greatest male vocalist in the history of American popular music. He got his start in the late 1950s as the singer in Johnny Jenkins's band, The Pinotoppers. 
after Stax Records owner Jim Stewart heard Redding sing These Arms of Mine at the piano at Stax, he signed him to his first record deal. Redding released 10 studio albums, 9 live albums, 15 compilation albums and 48 singles, and won two Grammy Awards and a Grammy Lifetime Achievement Award. He is a member of the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, Songwriters Hall of Fame, and Rhythm and Blues Music Hall of Fame. As his career was rising, Redding tragically died in a plane crash in December 1967 that also claimed the lives of four members of his backup band, the Memphis-based Parquets. Thanks for listening to the RBN Daily Energy Blogcast. For more information on energy market reports, maps, and consulting engagements, please visit us at rbnenergy.com. And thanks for rocking with us.